Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. We are super excited to do an Ask Me Anything with special guest Gavin Rathabun. Of course, as usual, it is Cody, the absolute worst Waldron. We got Josh, it looks like winter. And of course, myself, um, Paige. I'm just excited to be here and I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just pumped. So a little too much energy. Cody's a little bit... Uh, under the weather, no. <laughs> He's a little degraded. He's feeling too good. I'm good. So, um, like always, Friday, guys, baby. If you guys can like, follow, subscribe, that's a huge help. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube now, Instagram. Um, we're, we're everywhere. We're just doing it. We're just trying to go out there and have Holy some fun, cow. guys. I'm gonna start renting <laughs> a plane with a billboard. Yeah, <laughs> a plane so, with a billboard. I we're like trying that. to make. We're kind of trying to make us. Legit, we're trying to be bona fide, and Gavin, you're bona helping fide. us do that. <laughs> so, you want to introduce yourself, Gavin, for those that don't know? Um, yeah, I'm I'm Gavin. Um, this year I switched my sponsor to Dynamic Discs. I'm a touring player. I guess I can call myself a professional. Um, yeah, I grew up in Illinois. I'm stuck here right now, rehabbing my shoulder. I just had surgery a few months ago, and yeah. Well, awesome. We're going to have our Ask Me Anything, but people are still joining us, so our goal is maybe to kick us off with a question um, to kind of just get you talking, talking about yourself, because that's all we want to hear about right now is you, 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 and then we'll kind of carve some space. I think Josh and Cody are going to check out the chat and, you know, kind of prompt some questions that come in, guys, so please this exists for you to ask right and writing the questions or we're going to bring voice to that and if you're not writing questions because you're nervous and that makes this a little bit harder for us to have so i encourage you guys to write in like kind of anything right so with that um last season you were top 15 going in um you had an injury right you had a surgery kind of ended that so what are kind of maybe some of your expectations and goals coming into the season um, this is the first year where I didn't, or at least not yet, I haven't made any, um, how do I put this, like actual goals like I have the past few seasons. Like I've wanted to get my rating up the past few seasons. I've wanted to play this many tournaments the past few seasons. I've wanted to make it to the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. I've wanted to qualify for USDGC. I think, um, Qualifying for USDGC this year is one of my main goals. And just getting back to 100%, 100% strength, actually more than that. I want to be stronger than I was the past few years. I want to, um, I don't know, this year is all about getting my body into the right spot to be a professional athlete because I've never taken it very seriously along those lines at least. Yeah, well, when you say a professional athlete, what does that kind of look like? Are you changing your routine, maybe your travel routine, stretches, like physical therapy on the road? or? Yeah, everything. Um, okay. So I haven't really, like, been on a workout schedule since I was very young and in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, Ooh, fellow wrestler, what? Not even my freshman year. That was, like, junior high was the last time I was on, like, a real – where I felt like I was in – the best shape I could possibly be in and um 
yeah so it comes down to changing my diet workout routine stretching properly posture is a huge thing um my doctor said that's probably one of the main reasons why i got injured was my posture i'm always leaning over and slumped and walking like humpbacked and not ever straight up and so I've, those things are my main main goals for the year yeah i can see posture too like this I mean, I think people talk about, like, when you work behind a desk, you got to get up and stretch your legs and move because you're sitting down for eight hours. Like, but being on the road and sitting in, like, a van for 12 to 16 hours at a time, like, I can see that kind of, like, playing, like, pretty heavy impacts on, on some of your posture. I'm actually going to get a, my van tomorrow from Florida. Oh, dang. <laughs> I have a flight at 5.35 in the morning. Nice. Is it customized for you? Um, dynamic disc is getting it wrapped for me, yes. Nice. That's bad. I'm excited, man. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. I couldn't imagine, like, driving down the road with, like, my name on the side <laughs> of the van. <laughs> James Conrad, uh, said that that's been, like, really weird after the world shot. Like, just at random intersections, he said people will, like, honk at him because they'll see him and he suddenly, like, gets tense because he's going through an intersection and people are honking, like... <laughs> He said that's like a common occurrence for him now. <laughs> that's well, then awesome. we got our first question coming in. Um, somebody wrote in, what is the Dismania mold that you will miss the most? FD2. FD2. Okay. Yeah, I feel well, they one. have the evader over there, right? Is that pretty similar to it or is it just a little yeah. bit bumpier? So I got one right here. The evader, I'm not sure if that's a good Mm -hmm. is definitely has some dome my favorite part about the fd2 is that it was flat so my favorite disc growing up when i very first started was like a firebird for both forehand and backhand it just felt so right in my hand with the flatness and i would have beat up like ce and the proline firebirds so i could actually get them to like flip up to flat and I had firebirds that could turn over. I just loved feeling the flat. I felt so comfortable and I felt like I could release it exactly where I wanted to. And I haven't quite found a disc from Dynamic that's going to do that. Is, is an Explorer similar? Um, yeah, but Emerson Keith last year gave me two Explorers, two of his Explorers to try out. And those were like, board board flat kind of like wow and just super overstable i guess if they got beat up obviously i didn't throw them that much i was sponsored by Dismania. i wasn't just out throwing explorers every day i tried them in the field a few times warming up and yeah they were they were just meat hooks like brand new out of the box the fd2 i could throw confidently flat and it would move a little to the right if i tried to throw that flat it's it's going to be just as overstable as this pioneer almost it seems like at least i haven't got to experience enough so the cool thing about this podcast is you guys all just realized how gavin got his power his first disc was a firebird and he was turning it over and heiser flipping them so you want to wonder like how you get this power to start throwing firebirds until you can heiser flip them <laughs> that's that's what that's what i heard right like that's why that's he's a power player just out of the crib, picked up a firebird and is right. I just, I just, like, this I is just flipping right. firebirds at age my, three. 
My first disc ever, actually. Man, I miss this disc bad. But um, a Star Katana. It was a red, super board flat Star Katana. And it was all I had that disc, and I don't even remember what the putter was. It was terrible. And I was only sidearm. I was like kind of over the top, super high sidearms when I needed to go far, super like cutty, soft sidearms on our short holes at our home course. And that was the only disc I played with. And then obviously I got like a Firebird and a Nuke OS and a Nuke. And then it was just trouble. <laughs> did you um tend to throw sidearm because like, did you play baseball or anything? Like what caused you to yeah. think of sidearm first? So I played football, baseball, and I wrestled growing up. And I don't know, sidearm felt good. I uh, was only a DH in baseball. So more than like throwing a baseball, I feel like it was like, hitting a baseball gives you more of that sidearm feeling. So that's where I got it from. It felt like. So we had another question wrote or wrote in. So what is your favorite local course? And then I have, you know, kind of addition to that. So what is your favorite local course? And what do you look like when you like want to go to like these courses on a regular basis, maybe and turning some of them into like a more routine, like for getting those reps in? Can you ask that again? So what's my so favorite What is your favorite local course? course? And then what do you look for in like these local courses to get reps in and routines? Oh. Okay. So my favorite local course here in Illinois growing up was Eagle Ridge. It was right down the street from my house. There was a field in the entrance. So you could throw, well, at the time I could throw full power shots. Now I would probably hit the house at the end of it, but so it was always cool to just be able to throw field work instead of going, you know, necessarily and playing holes. And so that was really cool growing up. That's Eagle Ridge in Oswego, Illinois. And then in Florida, my bad, guys. I have this super janky setup that I'm keeping my camera up with, so that might happen janky. a few more times. In Florida, I actually got to design my perfect practice course, everything I was looking for. It's a... Tom Bennett Park. I haven't been able to use it as my practice facility quite yet. Gosh dang it, guys. I'm holding it. <laughs> Discs balancing um, a phone. <laughs> but, yeah, it's there's tight lines through woods to just throw, you know, your typical 140-foot shot, which is one of the most important shots in disc golf. If you aren't getting it close from there and giving yourself stress-free putts, then your longs turn – your rounds turn a lot longer. And um, so at Tom Bennett, it's wide open. There's water. I like putting into, like, on the water holes. It's a little stressful. Yeah. You feel a little stressed when you're practicing, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just like a playground for me. It was everything I was looking for. There We have our own driving range with baskets out there. We have practice baskets to put on with this dots, obviously. It was a pretty cool experience. I was upset that I've been in Illinois for as long as I have been, and I kind of just had to watch it get put together. Man, yeah, I feel like that's one of the hardest things to do is just kind of stop and watch and wait and do this like, oh, I'm trying to get healthy and heal up while, like, everyone's out there. Like, I feel like there was a big Florida push this year where I saw so many more, like, touring pros down in Florida getting oh, those yeah. reps in during snowstorms. It's like, 
oh man, this is huge. So I could see that kind of like just chomping at the bit. <laughs> I really hope that it was partially because of me. I, I really, really, really pushed Florida and specifically like Jacksonville area, Florida to a lot of people on tour. Okay. It's an amazing spot for the winter. I've been, I've been to Arizona, I've been in Texas in the winter. Florida's pretty uncomparable. <laughs> Well, sweet. Well, let's move to the, the next question. Uh, we have, so I'm going to preface this. We have a lot of Dismaniacs, obviously, in the lounge. That's cool. That's cool. You have a lot of Dismania followers like that just loved you and support you and probably going to follow you over. So we're going to have some Dismania questions, but they're wondering, Perfect. are you allowed to throw the evil line from Dismania? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> this, absolutely not. Let's end that question here. Yeah. Simple enough, and I like it. Can't yeah. even look at them. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think that the Nova Dismania, besides obviously Trilogy, will be the last time like we really see a, that type of thing going on where Nova players could throw Dismania Dis. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, Dismania could throw a Nova Dis. I think Eagle still did up until like Last year, last year, <laughs> right? Last year, right? Held on forever. I think Casey White too. I think Casey White was throwing a Firebird. Like he told mm-hmm. me at one of the tournaments early last year, or maybe it was the year before, and I got pretty upset. I was like, "What the heck, dude? I'm forced to throw." Like I didn't have the best FD threes. Hadn't figured out about the glow ones yet. <laughs> like, dude, what the heck? You can throw a Firebird? <laughs> Just wipe the stamp. You can throw whatever you want. Right. You know. Well, um. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. I was going to say, you can just dye a Dismania logo on any desk and it would be fine. Um, I got a funny story about that. So it was really, really windy at DDO. Um, when was that? It was two years ago. So it was my first year on Dynamic Disc or on Dismania. And uh, I, I, I had lost my overstable PD2s. I asked around. I was like, hey, dude, I need something overstable. Like, I can't throw any of my discs into a headwind. Like, it just won't work. And uh, so I ended up putting a Nuke OS in my bag. Um, it already had a wipe stamp. It was just completely green. And with Sharpie, me and Terry Roethlisberger were joking around. And, like, wrote uh, Dismania across it with Sharpie and a couple <laughs> other things. Kind of just swirled all over it. I don't know. It was useful. I mean, I had to. There's, there's no other option. <laughs> what you got to do, do, man? Going gets rough. <laughs> I tried my hardest to find a, a, a disc from Dismania before I did that. It's not like, oh, yeah, I want to throw a Nuke OS. <laughs> hmm. right. Who wants to throw a Nuke OS, right? Nobody. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, when I was unsponsored, that was my, that was my go-to. No, they're go-to definitely <laughs> Yeah. I'm so excited to be able to throw a stiletto again. I'm mm. so happy that they're reproducing them. Those oh are my beef. God. beef. Yeah, dude, they're amazing. So we have the next question. Uh, what did it take to get sponsored? What were the beginning steps for you through that process? I've been, I've been sponsored. Um, my first year being sponsored was my second year playing tournaments, I believe. I think it was I think it was 2014, maybe 2000. 
15. I don't know. It was Discraft. I was, um, my mom took me and my buddy Ian Burchette, you guys might know him, um, to junior and amateur worlds. And at the Discraft driving range, I threw this. They, this is like when they were coming out with Z Light discs. And so they had this big driving range set up. And my first one, like, cruised over the 500 foot sign, still turning, never went left at all. And then my next one, like, cruised, cruised, and that one faded out, and it was like 600 so feet. And I think it grabbed Bob Julio's attention. He might have contacted, I don't know exactly how it went down, but it was the Discraft driving range. And so I ended up being sponsored by them for a year or two. I don't, I don't remember when I was an amateur junior player hmm. 500 feet and still turning <laughs> what the heck yeah you know like when it comes in at like a cut roll and kind of just swirls off to the left that's how it hit yeah, no i, I don't know what that's like i don't know what that's like at all far it goes when it does that <laughs> i know you've thrown a disc and it cut rolled a little bit no absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take a zero i totally know what you're talking about gavin i do it all the time i still do it constantly <laughs> but it just goes to go to show that you just put yourself out there and you can find that opportunity yeah yeah it was cool i mean a lot of the things that i've been able to do in disc golf are because of my mom and her being supportive when I did start getting serious into it. For sure. Yeah. So now that you've uh, just like switched manufacturers, have you picked a putter yet? Um, right now, I was between Maidens and Emac Judges. Emac. I am going to stick with the Emac Judges. What, uh, what plastic? I don't know what this is. Is it more firm or so? I, I actually no, no. It's I like judges. soft. So it's like a soft plastic, but it's not very bendy. It's like probably a blend. blend probably it's probably their yeah. classic blend. Then these things, I forget what what is this called when it Plas it's classic still blend like first. No, no, this is bleeders. I think these are bleeders. Oh, bleeders! I don't know what that is. Yeah. So if you like really, really rub your finger on it. A little AS ink on your finger. Super weird, but the plastic feels amazing. Gavin, of course, showing us things that we will never be able to obtain. No. Yeah. Hey, look at this awesome <laughs> the disc flexes, I have. The subtle flexes. We love that here on this podcast. <laughs> so, um, Gavin, what what was the actual surgery you had and like how's your rehab going? Oh, man, I would have to go into my email and my last doctor's visit to tell you the actual repair, but it was a some long word slap repair of the labrum. So it was and, labrum, okay. Yeah, labrum, it's like the suction cup muscle that holds your shoulder in the socket, kind of, I think. Um, and yeah, so the initial tear my doctor thinks was just like a small hairline and that was the beginning of last year at the end of the off season and it bugged me all the way throughout it got really bad at like worlds right after worlds is when it was like noticeably far worse and 
that's when I stopped throwing sidearms if possible. And when I did throw sidearms, my whole arm would go tingly and numb. And then I'd start to lose feeling a little bit. And that's when I knew that like I was actually injured because I just thought that I was a little weak and I wasn't eating healthy and my body was just sore and tired. And uh, then come Ledgestone, I go to the doctor and my doctor tells me that I should stop playing disc golf. But I still went and played match play like an idiot. And I can post a picture in the lounge maybe if you guys want me to, but it's pretty gross. <laughs> the picture of like, like the actual muscles and how it tore and like ugh, gross um, <laughs> from the match play like I felt it in the practice round at the match play it was my first round playing like actually throwing full shot or trying to throw full shots they weren't full shots in like mm, at least a month and a half or so prior to that so I planned on playing one practice round and then the actual match play. I had no intention of beating Nico, so I'm sorry if any of you guys had me in your bracket for that. I had no intention. Oh, this is my um, rent, but whatever. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but during the practice, I, like, felt something really weird. And then the next day on maybe the drive on hole two or something, I really, really felt something wrong. And I started – really losing feeling in these two fingers and my muscle is just so shredded from where like reaching back here and come so I'm like this part of the labrum it was just really nastily shredded and that's what I was feeling and starting to lose feeling from man that probably wasn't the best idea to go to I I can like vividly imagine what that looks like because like my brother tore that in like high school for wrestling and yeah. it was just like he didn't get the surgery because we couldn't really afford it at the time. So it was like it goes like shoulder, then just drops and shoulder yeah. again. It was just like this. It's still That's like tough. that to this day. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> I I did the same injury and dislocated my shoulder and hurt my collarbone wrestling. And that's actually why I started playing disc golf. Because hmm. okay. my play, left shoulder was <laughs> I play volleyball with a couple guys who've had uh, labrum surgery and like rotator cuff surgery. Oh yeah, and they said it was the same popular thing. It was just like went to swing and they just felt like this tingling sensation. They knew like right away something was gone, yeah. like just messed up. It was crazy. Add Ledgestone. I can't. remember the guy's name. I'm a hundred percent sure he's not in the lounge. So, <laughs> um, he like was feeling my shoulder after the tournament literally the day before I went to the doctor and he was like feeling around and he was like, yeah, you have a torn labrum. <laughs> I had no idea what he said. And <laughs> this might be a little immature, but or inappropriate. <laughs> I went and told somebody or my girlfriend before my doctor the next day, I was like, Hey, this dude yesterday told me that I had a torn labia. And she was like, no, he freaking didn't. A little I was different. Like, no, I'm telling you, he really did. Like, I'm, I'm little nervous. different, like, but all right. I don't want something torn. And she's like, you know what that is, right? And I was like, no. But it's something in your shoulder. And she's like, no. So I had to go and look it up, and I found out that I was wrong and misheard the guy. But he was right. 
<laughs> he was 100 percent right. Got a little anatomy lesson there on the disc golf course. <laughs> well, we have Cody, the PE health teacher. So, do you want to talk about that, Cody? No. Uh, we we will leave that for the family life teachers in fifth grade. So, there one is. Uh, I didn't learn nothing about on that. Any human being and a labia is usually reserved for the women folk. So, <laughs> just leave it at that. And Gavin does not have one of those. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Well, somebody just wrote in, Gavin, do you happen to have... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The AMA takes a wild turn. (laughs) So that's a perfect time to transition. Uh, Family-friendly. What discs from from Dynamic Discs are you most looking forward to bagging? Gosh dang it, dude. This specific ride feels so good. It looks good. The misprint, yeah. and then you got spin dyed. Do you want to yeah, give a shout out to the dyer cool. or no? Uh, Midwest Dye Labs on Instagram. Super cool kid. All right. He did a bunch actually. I have. Um, I can show off a couple more since I'm here. He did that enforcer that you saw. Um, let's see. Let's see which one's one of my favorite ones. Oh, this one's making the bag for shizzles. For shizzle. Fallon. Is that an evader? What is that? That's a Fallon. Ooh. Feels so good. I had never felt a this flat of a tournament plastic Fallon. Hmm. Um, let's see. Hey, there we go. Yeah, thank you guys. What was that disc? Um, what was the pink one? Uh sh- Oh, an enforcer. Nice. I thought that I had a white community enforcer. And then a Justice. Ooh, Justice. Nice and flat Justice, too. Looks like chameleon oh, yeah. plastic. Oh, yeah. Super flat. Definitely chameleon plastic. Yeah, I got a couple sick things from a bunch of really sick people. Oh, and sweet. That one's definitely going to be in the bag. That's a pre-Mac truth, too. That's like one of the stamps right before it became the Emacs, right? Yeah, Eric McCabe, 2010 world champ. Yeah. These are sick. Um, Let's see. So I'm not sure if you guys know, but I was like a super, super fan of the Glow MD3s. Like I I won't throw an MD3 that wasn't Glow. I don't know. It was just something about how they flew compared to the other ones. They went a little further, glided a little more. Is that your is that your counterpart to it? Oh, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be the one. Yeah. Is that a glow? <laughs> yeah, nice glow, old truth. Body and stamp, it's a flag stamp. Like yeah. Almost yeah. identical. So the flight this one's gonna be money. It flies very similar to the glow MD3. Uh I'm not hundred percent sure yet. Okay. <laughs> Truths yeah. came in a five five minus one one or a five five oh two. So I think the original truths were the five five minus one one, if I'm correct, because there there was two different runs of them. Uh, the current Emacs are five five oh two, and then the older ones were five five minus one one. This one's old, right? I think so. That should be the five five minus one. No, one this one's one. only five five. Oh, two. It can't be so that, that one's old. not even. So some of them, like I have some of the old ones, like a digit, 
the digital weight ones, like from the original, that were like five five minus one one. Well, that's crazy. But Paige, aren't Color Glow MD3s? Weren't most of them like five five zero two or five five zero three? Yeah, they're five five zero two. The five five zero threes were like their original glow, um, and then they retooled it to be the five five zero two. And those are the ones where like they came like they retooled it from like a little bit of dome to like super flat and just are absolutely amazing. And I'm you're hearing it first that nothing throws like a claw. I'll, t- I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's no. the first time you heard it. The first time. I've only thrown a claw one time in my backyard. It was nice. It was nice. Hey, uh, Manny's in the chat saying he has some old glow Emac trues. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. Message me. Um, Manny, you know what to do. That's for sure. Got some PayPal and some Dismania discs and some dynamic discs. (laughs) So this is where we give our little shameless plug to Manny, Soul Crusher. Go check him out, doing amazing things for touring pros. Um, He was also a guest on us, so I think he's live on our YouTube if you want to go check that out. But Manny wrote in a question, so uh, he wants to know, when do you want to collaborate with him, Gavin? Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> as soon as possible. I actually I need a stamp for a new little thing. I, I can message him about it. A new little labia, I mean thing. Hey, <laughs> <No. laughs> come on, man. We're trying to keep the no. family friendly. Please. I, I can't I can't uh I can't make it public quite yet. But right. it will be cool. Just keep that in the chats, the DMs. So Manny, yeah. hit him up. We're just we're just playing. That would be awesome. Yeah. I've been wanting man for a while. He makes incredible work. There's probably going to be a mustache involved somehow. I just know it. Oh, somewhere on the stand for sure. I mean, I'm just now starting the process of regrowing it and, you know, cutting down these little sides to make sure that it, it's a long process when it only grows like this much per month, you know? See, I feel that though. Like this is like my like, I'm like six months, seven months into my beard. Cody shaved last week, and he's like full beard coming in. <laughs> like, oh, man. not fair. Like, I'm grinding this thing out. <laughs> I don't want to look like Joe Dirt no more. <laughs> so, uh, we have another question come in. Why do you think so many top pros struggle with getting the gear they need from their sponsors? Um... I don't know. It has to be a communication issue. That was my biggest thing the past few years, even before Dismania. Why I left previous sponsors was such a communication thing. And I understand. I wasn't necessarily making those companies very much money. Maybe the past couple of years with Dismania, last year was a little different. But prior to that, you know, it's, it's, as a team manager, I'm sure it's very hard to be able to make sure that everyone gets exactly what they need and people are picky i'm super picky i'll go through six of one mold before i even consider bagging a disc you know if the first throw with it's not good i kind of just give up on it almost i really need that first like (laughs) feel good throw good yeah i don't know yeah no i mean i think that's like you want to resonate with instantly (laughs) i also um I've never really been to a company's warehouse. I got to go to Dismania's warehouse and goes. I was only able to go for, I don't know, maybe a, maybe an hour and a half or so, but I got to feel through thousands of discs, and that was incredible. I'm looking forward to, I think, in the next month, within the month, I'll be in Emporia, and they just upgraded 
to some giant, beautiful warehouse, and I'm excited. It looks like from the, the view on YouTube and the videos they've shared, it's like this beautiful warehouse that they've just yeah, like, that's, So that's all I'm excited I, for you, man. But it looks amazing, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to go in and really, really scavenge through. I'll have a little bit more time. Uh, that's probably right when my in the bag will come out. Um, speaking of, I'm trying to find like it's and it's not just a DD problem or disc mania because from my understanding, a lot of pros are looking for certain runs of disc, like even just MVP oh, yeah. had a certain problem where they were looking for a lot of lighter runs for Madison. It's not Walker anymore, but even MVP, the company put out like an in search of lighter run disc for her. And oh, a lot of people crazy. were wondering why a company couldn't provide their sponsored pro with certain discs. Like they thought it was weird that a company's asking for disc when they're the company that makes them. That is weird. But I mean, the company's goal is to sell out of all their discs. So it sounds like they did an incredible job at it. Yeah. I think about that too. Like you look at runs, like you, like no matter how hard they've tried to recreate the second run FD, they haven't been able to do that yeah, like, yeah. successfully. It, you know, it was just like kind of one and done thing. And so it's like. Because it was first, an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. Exactly, right? accident. Like, so I mean, they built a whole mold to try to recreate this one disc. And, yeah. you know, it's just been so successful or unsuccessful. So it's like, I can see like them, they're selling out. People are throwing them and give it five to 10 years and second run FDs are going to be even harder to come by because, you know, people are jamming them up. They're throwing them, they're losing yeah. them. I mean, thankfully, I, mean, I can horses, but. only imagine how hard it is to be consistent per run and be able to produce like that same run consistency with any other run that you make as a disc golf company. It just doesn't seem I don't know all the details. I worked at a plastic excursion company right before I went on tour and like decided that disc golf was going to be my thing. And so I learned a lot about like actual plastics and how it forms together and the molding process and the cooling process and just everything about it. So I have like a little bit of understanding, but I have no idea how a disc is actually made. Mm -hmm. That's funny. You mentioned that because Ken Climo used to work with plastics before he worked with Innova and he was able to give Innova some insight on plastics because he worked in plastic molding himself. So that, yeah, I think we, that's pretty cool. We had to sign a little non-disclosure. It was a company named Pangen and I guess they had some like pretty serious competitors out there because not a lot of people know how to like all the machines are hand built and this is a hundred and 60 foot long machine running boards going through water going through this temperature it's insane these machines were absolutely monstrous so i kind of understand and that probably makes variations and runs because it's not just like one company has the problem like even dickerson when he did his in the bag was talking about like the special m3 and m4 runs that were only made yeah. a certain time page is a big collector of like first run cd2s so he yep. probably knows second that runs, second, very, runs, uh, second runs, <laughs> luster CD corrections. That was me with the FD2s. I needed literally that red third tooled mold or whatever it was called. Like the other ones, I got some yellow and oranges and they just didn't seem to fly as far or as straight. They didn't feel as good. I don't know. Maybe it's just a big mental thing, but that's what it seems like. 
often what the problem is is people watch pros in the bag and then they want to emulate that so you know someone could be watching gavin right now and be like oh i want that mm. red third run fd2 and then it becomes this prize commodity in the disc mania collectors group so it's pretty cool did you enjoy the uh the first run or just the stock run of fd2 more uh first runs first run reds yeah, yeah it's probably like the closest they got to replicating the uh, second run fd yeah those those things are insane they remind me of like a really good old eagle yeah yeah and like speaking of like old eagles, I had this one old eagle, kind of gummy pinned, a little bit like pearly plastic, and mm-hmm. it's been sitting on my shelf, and I haven't been able to find a backup. And my buddy's been like looking for a, that kind of slot, so I just handed it to him today, and he was freaking carving up like like it was nothing. Yeah, it was like, oh, man. that's amazing. Yeah, it was just like talk about like old good plastic. I was like, this is why I could see like Heimberg throwing an old eagle eagle on all of these shots because they're just solid discs, but it's Dude, amazing discs. Just that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't speak enough about how amazing fairway discs in general are. If you guys aren't throwing enough fairways, please start. There, that's awesome. Bag. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. You get you get more distance out of like the drivers, and then the straightness if you find the right ones out of the like throwing a mid range. I would I would probably guess that most people, especially like rec and intermediate. They would probably get most distance out of a fairway because that's Absolutely. what it's supposed to be thrown. That's their Absolutely. arm speed. Yep. So you, I know you, everyone wants to pick up that 13 speed. I've done it myself when I first started playing. Everyone. Like, 13's going farther, baby. I'm chucking it. But <laughs> if I really thought about it, I could throw a probably like an FD farther. Oh, yeah. I got to pick my first disc, and I picked that 13-speed Katana for sure. I was like, oh, oh yeah, this thing's a tank. Yeah. No, I pulled like in my X or my X out box or the mystery box from Dismania this year. I got a first run PD2. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be way too much beef for me. I'm going to like, I found a buddy to pass it along to and just got it to him. But it's like, oh yeah, like this is going to be like, I want to throw it, but I know I'm going to throw my FD3 further. I'm going to throw my like PD and CD2 further. And no matter my lack of arm speed is going to be able to crank on this thing. That's but why the fastest thing I bag is a brace. Nah, not for me. We don't get wind up here in Oregon. Not like you guys get wind down south. Like it'll it'll, it'll be good, and at that speed, like I'll have a different PD two that might do it better, and you know. But um, so Gavin, the next question we have was, what tournament are you looking forward to the most this year? If you had to pick Portland one, Open. I know <laughs> tough. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I do look forward to Portland Open. Portland's an amazing place. I have to be at Blue Lake love... in Glendiver this year, two days in two days. Oh, don't make me head bigger. Yeah. Wait, say that again? It's going to be two days at Blue Lake and two days at Glendiver. That's what I've heard. Portland Open? Yeah. Oh, that's way cooler than just having it at Glendiver or whatever that. Glendiver or Blue Lake. Like, It'll others, be like... way better this year, no doubt about it. But... Are you saying Glendiver? What, what am I Glendiver. Um, okay. Favorite favorite tournament or tournament I'm looking forward to the most? I guess my first one, honestly, whatever the first one ends up being. I'm itching to get back. You just want to play disc golf. <laughs> Dude, so bad. It's been so depressing being here and just I don't know. I haven't had a car for so long and so 
I'm used to just being able to go to the course right down the street, beautiful weather, come on back, and it's nice being able to practice at what you do. I guess it's my job. Yeah, it is my job, 100%. It's cool to be able to do your job. I like working. I don't like sitting around and being a bum for most of the day, sleeping 12 out of the 24 hours. You know, it's not fun. So we have a few dynamic fans writing in. So they're curious about what your thoughts are on putting with an overstable deputy. Uh, I don't know about that. There, there, you, there you have it. A sigh the, of the, doubt. The, the, no. Deputy just doesn't feel the best in my hand. I, I want to throw the deputy as like my understable putter. I hope that I can find a couple really beat in deputies before I go on tour. So if anyone wants to trade and you have some beat up deputies that you never want to throw again, message me for sure. But I'm not gonna be able to play with it. A guy I play with uses them, and he is probably like ten percent from fifteen feet, but with his deputy, he's like seventy percent from forty feet. It's weird. Doesn't make sense. He is a much better putter, circle two and above, with his deputy. He puts like Ricky with nose down. Doesn't make any sense at all, but the man with a deputy far away, much better than like 10 feet away. Hey, maybe I'm going to try him out for my longer putts. I that's what that's he used what them the maiden for. Was feeling. The maiden kind of feels like um, it's like a, the exact same feeling as a link in my hand, except more shallow. So it feels like I can just throw it further. I don't know. Before I had surgery, the maidens were just finding the chains. And then when I was just in Florida, a couple of weeks ago and I was putting the EMAC judges were a little overstable for my weak arm, but the maidens were just right in. But I think once I get a little stronger, the EMAC judges feel better in my hand. So that's why I'm saying, I think I'm going to put with those. So what, uh, how long do you keep the exact same discs in your bag and do you rotate disc in and out often? Yeah, depending on the course, but it's like the same rotation of this. Like last year, I added a bunch of Sky Riders throughout the year because I kept losing them. But other than that, I have like six FD3s that I'd rotate through. Um, I had the same three FD3s for the whole entire season last year. Same mid-ranges, never changed out of mid-range. Um, I ended up taking Pinky out. They got way too flippy. Distance drivers are the ones that I'll replace more because you don't want to, you don't want that cut rolly distance driver. <laughs> the one that goes 500 foot on a cut roll? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on an accident? On an accident. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want that in our bag. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what's your favorite must-try tr trilogy disc so far that you found? I think the one that I had the most fun with must try. I mean, it's obvious. It's it's like a truth or a harp. I haven't thrown a grace. Like, I haven't been able to throw one of those, so I can't answer that. Do you have one? I'll send you one. First I have multiple, yeah. All right. But yeah. I, I just haven't been able to throw. Like, I got dynamic this last year, um, two weeks before surgery, and – for a few weeks, more than two weeks before surgery, I got a big box of them. And I went out to Bennett Park, the course that I helped create in Florida, 
and I didn't want to really throw distance. I was throwing a couple distance drivers, but they were going like 360 feet. I like how you're so, saying 360 like it's no big deal. Like, yeah, just 360 well, feet. And I'm like, it felt, oh. felt awesome to me then. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bomb, baby. <laughs> well, I know we're kind of running short on time. Um, maybe we'll spend our like kind of last maybe four minutes of questions. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about in specific, Gavin? We can give kind of some space for you. Um, nothing much. I just released a bunch of stuff on my website. Um, if we have any California friends here, I have a honey mead dropping in Oceanside, California in a couple weeks that I'll be posting more about coming up. Um, supposedly it's delicious. Mine should be getting here any day. I'm not a big um, alcohol consumer, but when I do drink, I like to have something like wine or nice beer related and glass or two so this is perfect it's an awesome collaboration kyle at horace age dales is amazing he's a disc golfer so if you're in that san diego oceanside area i would go and pick some up pay attention i'll be posting the drop date for sure and what's uh what's it called again it's horace so it's h-o-r-u-s aged Dales. and where will they where will people be able to find that at Instagram, the internet. I don't think he has a business Facebook page. So pretty much Instagram and the internet. And then they can probably find it at local stores while they're in California. Um, he actually has a lot of private members that so they're all getting a bottle and then it'll be open. I think he has a, a, a shop slash brewery there. That nice. and that's will where you'll have to pick it up or contact me. I'll have a bunch, but very, very limited. I was saying, I don't know all my friends and family. I don't know the laws on shipping alcohol or anything. Yeah, like me that. neither. I know yeah. he's shipping me some, but maybe he has a license for that. Okay. Definitely something I'll have to look into. For those who are wondering about health and nutrition, mead happens to be paleo friendly, so drink your mead. <laughs> <laughs> Healthier option. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's the like one of those, like, know. one out of ten doctors say, drink your meat. <laughs> drink your meat. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of stomach issues, so, like, uh, alcohol makes makes that area not okay. <laughs> the booze of Vikings and the booze of Vikings. old lords. <laughs> so, well, that can move us on to our special kind of segment of our announcement. So I will say when many wrote in this question, you were talking about how you needed a, a certain thing for a thing you can't talk about, but looking for a logo. So those that don't know, the Community Disc Golf Lounge will have a bigger announcement next week with more details, but we're working on kind of ambassadorship program to kind of represent the lounge in a positive light. So we met with Gavin about four or five months ago to talk about what it might look like if Gavin would to be representing the lounge as an ambassador. So that'd be like, you saw some discs that he showed off with the community disc golf lounge logo. I'm sure we'll be on his shirt, but for me, I'm always thinking about how, well, for me, for us, we always think about how can we give back to these people that are doing positive things, especially for the lounge and how that kind of idea of keep lounging moves forward and pay it forward. So um, I reached out to an artist, Ryan Coster, who 
um, you worked with in the past for your last logo to design yep. a lounge specific logo for you. And so we got this design. So I'm going to share my screen real quick. Snap. Uh, where is it? Boom. We can see us in 4D. But this is our Gavin Rathbun kind of fundraiser stamp logo to give you um, as our way of saying thank you for being an ambassador, continuing to support not only the lounge, but Jammers in the Rough and just everything that you've continued to do in this positive light. Like this to me was like when I was working with Ryan about like, what do we want to design? (laughs) I'm like, what's going to like showcase this lounge vibe without being the stereotypical, like, let's get a recliner and put somebody in a recliner. It's like, no, we have mead now on the, on the bar. <laughs> mead. We have this tree. And I was always obsessed with like that painting where the clocks are melting. And I was like, yeah. oh, I see like discs melting off trees. He's lounge. Like, so for me, this is, this is the lounge's gift to you um, as a thank you. So <laughs> I'll send this to you as, so you can have it. But That's awesome. Can that you zoom awesome in on it for the people watching? What was that? Can you zoom in a little bit on it? Uh, yeah. Melting clocks. Is that Salvador Dali? Yep. I think. Whoever yeah, it is. I saw the disc. I was like, wait a second. I know that. Mm. So this was an absolute blast. Like I said, we worked with Ryan, who That's was so a awesome. pleasure to work with. He's worked with you before. So I knew he kind of knew you and have talked to you about designing things. I know the guy don't have a mustache. So if you want a mustache, hit up Ryan and be like, get a stash on this guy. But this guy's definitely getting a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see, like, on the shirt, on his polo, he has the Disc Golf Lounge logo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, just like personifying this idea of a lounger. <laughs> that is awesome. Perfect. That's awesome, dude. dude. That's, thank you, guys. That's really <laughs> sweet. No, so <laughs> that was our that's our gift to you. <laughs> thank you, dude. Seriously, that is awesome. But with that, that can kind of lead us to some of our closing thoughts. Cody, do you want to start us off? Always put me on the spot. Always, uh, <laughs> always. It's the um, night for it. I, that's true. Uh, it has been a pleasure having you on here, Gavin. I think it's really cool that, um, you know, I, I follow a lot of sports. So, you know, if you looked at baseball, if you looked at football, a lot of times uh, fans, it's tough for them to connect with like professionals. Like if I said, like, I want to send Mike Trout a message, I'm probably not going to get a response or I might get like his secretary or something like that. So I think the really cool thing about disc golf is um, people are able to communicate and kind of interact with professional players. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's uh, everyone should be your best friend, but it's kind of cool that people can send you a message or, you know, that you mail out stuff and you and your mom have mailed out things. So I think that really just kind of is a testament to disc golf and kind of the close knit that we have that community. So I think it's really cool that even though you are a top, 15 disc golf player in the world you're still making time for everyone to answer questions talk to them your message back like i know i can message you and hear back pretty soon so i really appreciate you and i just think that's really cool thing about our sport well i'll give voice to what could was saying as well like for those that don't know this was all gavin this wasn't us reaching out to gavin or gavin's agent and being like can you be on this podcast Gavin saw that he was like, oh, people are feeling this disconnect and they want to interact more. So what can I do to help? What about ask me anything? And Gavin reached out for that because 
like he really wanted to do this and be that approachable, be that, you know, and that's what I think about people love disc golf so much is that there's almost this direct connect to that pro level player, or you can have these conversations and it might not be on everybody, but they're approachable. And, you know, I think that's like huge. So I just want to give kind of voice to some more of what Cody was saying and wanted to say, like, this is Gavin, this is Gavin's idea. He wanted to come here. Um, well, Josh, you want to continue? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll echo thanking you Gavin for coming on and sharing some stories and some good laughs and <laughs> to anybody who's like just listening on Spotify or any of the podcasts, um, we showed off some discs tonight. Um, we showed off a new stamp and if you want to go see that it's up on YouTube, you can uh, view it there. Um, yeah. What a great night. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. You guys are awesome. The lounge is awesome. I'm so focused on growing the sport in the short amount of time I've been playing this golf has given me so much more than I could have ever asked for. So it's definitely time to start giving back as much as possible. Love it. Yeah. I mean, my closing thoughts are just, I mean, the same semblance and appreciation, right? Like, thank you so much, Gavin, for taking the time to come out and have these conversations. I think it's huge. And I think for me, you always have a forever fan, but being able to kind of build those fandoms out here and show that, you know, that, that you are a human and you are realistic, like that, you know, we're all vulnerable in this sense. And it's, it's tough. Like we all experience the same things. Like I go, I think maybe a week off of disc golf and I'm like, I'm chomping at the bed. I was like, I need to play. I need to play. I was going through withdrawals, let alone like months on end. So being able to stay connected to that without spiraling um, to the, and you're, you're being successful, right? You went to Florida a couple of weeks ago. You have a mead coming out. Like you're not stopping the grind. And I think some people forget about that, that, this is that grind that you're continuing to better and build yourself with these things that you love. And I think that's one of the common grounds that we have is disc golf and that language that we speak, but you're continuing to push yourself forward. And I, I encourage everybody out there to do those same things of being like, okay, like how do I continue to better myself and find these different opportunities to keep myself occupied and busy, even though things might not be like, as I envision them. So with that guys, I want to, Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for writing your questions. I know there was a lot more that we didn't get to, so we'll have to have Gavin back for more questions. Um, and like always, please like, follow, subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, Google Podcasts. Like we're Everywhere. on the we're we're Everywhere. in the lounge. You can reach us. You can message me. Like we're always looking for guests. We're always wanting to like, just have conversations about cool things going on and finding different ways to support each other. So with that, keep. Jamming it in the rough, guys. That's I vote Raven on here next. Raven's such an interesting character. I love that kid. Oh, absolutely. I would love to have Raven. That'd be a yeah, good dude, one I think it would. I think it would make for some very interesting conversations, without a doubt. We'd have to do the intro song of That's So Raven. That's so Raven. <laughs> they just come with like a badass like jump putt, like off a bridge kind of trip. Yeah. I just saw that video. I'm just like, oh my God, look at this. And I was like, wait, he's a lounger. We got to get him on talking dude. about this. Yeah, KJ jump. <laughs> so, all right, guys, have a great evening. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>